This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And we are talking about Shadow and Bone. Yes. On Netflix. This show has been on my radar, at least, for a very long time. Why? I think at some point I had just... Not to give anything away, but why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a while ago, I had just compiled a list of like shows that were like way on the horizon that people were looking forward to. Okay. And a lot of fantasy series came up that were based on like famous books. This, okay. this of course, is based on a book. Right. A series of books. I think the first one is called Shadow and Bone, mm-hmm. but I think the show is going to be, you know ongoing throughout the series okay. um so like lord of the rings was on there and some other fantasy stuff and this was on there and so i had it on my list i didn't know much about it and then when the trailer came out many months ago at this point it was very intriguing and really well done and yeah. like very cinematic so i was like all right at least the production of this looks good yeah i, I know by now not to get my hopes up about any show or genre because especially on netflix because it's so Especially on Netflix, especially fantasy, <laughs> right? because they can go south very quickly. So I was tempering my expectations, but it had been on my radar. So I was excited to finally watch it. Mm-hmm. You are hot off the pilot. Yeah, I just watched it a couple <laughs> hours ago. Yeah, I watched it yesterday, I think. Yeah. So I haven't really had time to process it much. Like normally I have like a, a like a minute, like a day or two at least to just like kind of think about it. Like every now and then it'll like pop up in my head. I was going to ask if you... About it like this better or worse just like watching and then recording i don't know i guess we'll see yeah because i just feel like my opinions of it my thoughts of it are not like fully formed yet yeah so that's like typical ouch (laughs) just kidding wow (laughs) um if you are a new listener to the show uh we do do a different tv series pilot every week that's kind of the thing Mm mm-hmm but you should go on and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review. It really helps us out. Tell, yes. t- tell friends about it if you enjoy it. Uh, next week, we'll have a somewhat uh, non-traditional episode in that we're having two guest hosts from Enough Wicker, a Golden Girls podcast. Uh, it's, My it's new a, favorite podcast. <laughs> it's a little bit longer than usual, and we usually don't have two guests on. Right. Um, but it, it's really fun. So, yeah, you're, you'll. I think you guys will like it, and I think that you'll really like them. So, but let's get into shadow and bone. All right, let's do this. Emphasis on the bone. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, our protagonist Alina is narrating at first, and there are scenes with both her as an adult and a child. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, she's a soldier in this army she's visiting this strange phenomenon called the fold mm-hmm. and it's basically like this massive continent long barrier that nobody can get around it's like a big like cloud or something yeah Is that, that's the only way i can describe it like yep, a, looks we, like a storm yeah it looks like a like a black storm yeah because there's like lightning flashing in it and it's like but i don't it's know it's like down to the what was it 
it's through the water, right? It's over water or is it over land? I think it's over just land. Weren't they on a ship though? They were on a skiff with a big sail that they could like blow over the sand. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it was sand, not okay. water. Okay, okay. And we see her as a child and it's revealed that her parents were killed in the fold at some point. That the fold ate them? I th- I think someone said that the the fold, the fold ate like, them or like something in there ate them. Yeah, I think the fold eating them was metaphorical. Like they went into the fold and were, were killed. Okay, I wasn't sure how to take that because then there were actually creatures later. So right, I wasn't right. sure if like, they knew exactly what it was. <laughs> and her but mother, I do know metaphors, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and since her mother was from a different country, that I think they're now enemies with. She, you know, looks like a foreigner. She has, like, very dark features. Mm -hmm. And so she's never really felt welcomed in this place. Right. And she's also seeking a way to the other side of the fold for, you know, personal reasons other than being in this military unit. She wants to get away from this place and Mm -hmm. explore. Uh, Mal is another orphan and her best friend from childhood. They were raised by the same older woman. Yeah. Foster mom. Uh, He's also a soldier. And we meet him in a fighting ring where he bests his opponent, but is then challenged by some guy who, like, starts to bend the air around him to his will. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, some magic users in this in this military. And we see a few more of those guys outside who are, like, practicing using fire and air. And I'm guessing it's, like, all the elements, but I think we only see a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And so Alina and Mal meet up. His units just arrived. And they're... I don't know if he was a general or a captain announces to everyone that, you know, they're breaking up the units. Some are going North, some are going South and they need a small unit to go through the fold on a supply run. So apparently I just read very briefly. The idea is basically, you know, this fold cut this continent in half. And so the Eastern side, I'm I'm probably mixing these two up. I think, uh, no, the, the Western side, which is on the ocean is like, doing great they have connections to all these other continents and the ocean Mm -hmm. and whatever else and the interior has no connections to any other country so they have no supplies they have no resources and so they're not doing so great okay i was getting i think i was getting a little bit confused here and i was having a hard time figuring out where everybody was yeah did you think that was confusing too or is that just me i was following along pretty well but i did make a note that like they throw a lot at you yeah, I think like with the flashbacks, and I think I was like maybe confused about the timeline. Yeah. Too like I was like, wait, is some of this happening before or after some things already happen? <laughs> but like it wasn't a flashback. It was like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I maybe com- making this confusing for the listeners, but because I can't explain it well. It, it was but. it was a little confusing if you, especially if you like weren't like really paying attention. Like then you would be totally lost. I think. Yeah. Um. But they do throw a lot at you, a lot of geographical stuff and mm-hmm. history stuff and a lot of people. So it was a lot to keep track of. Yeah. So this guy says, you know, this group is going on a supply run through the fold. If it works by next week, they're all going to have a full meal. So again, alluding to the fact that they are not eating very well. So, well, yeah, because they're basically putting like gray slop on their plates, yeah. right? So I have a question. I guess in the beginning of the episode, I was thinking that like the fold was like this thing that like you don't go in. But then, like, clearly they do. They're like, oh, we're doing a supply run. Like, so is it normal that you would go into the fold? I guess I was a little confused. So, yeah, when they first started talking about it, I thought it was like, if you go in the fold, 100%, you're dead. Like, no one ever gets out. Which later on, they reveal is not 100% the case. I think Mm -hmm. people do go through the fold. 
someone in Alina's unit, I think had like three scars or three tattoos on his arm. And he's like, oh, I've been through three times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it does happen. I think it's extremely, extremely dangerous. And there's a, a very brief exchange between Alina and Mal. Like, oh, when they pick these people, it's a foregone conclusion who they are because they know they're going to die. So like they pick like the bottom of the barrel, like people that are unimportant. Yeah. However, Mal's name is called. And so he's chosen as one of the people that are going to go on this supply run. Right. But why couldn't they just go down to the other? Like, why Why <laughs> is the other group not helping them and bringing them supplies? Because they... Are they enemies? No. East Ravka and West Ravka are the same country right. or used to be the same country. And so I think they're working together, but... The Easterners have no reason to, like, risk their own people. So they're, yeah. they're willing to give supplies, but the Westerners have to take the risk to come across. Hmm. Okay. And uh, they show a map. So I'm I also... Just, I'm just so confused about where everything is. Yeah, they show a map very briefly, but, like, this thing stretches for I don't know how many miles. Yeah. Like, basically the entire continent. And at the southern terminus of it is this, like, crazy mountain range that no one can get through. Oh, okay. And at the northern part i think it's like basically in the tundra and there's another country up there that is extremely aggressive towards ravka and like they just like guard their borders so basically this fold goes right in between this country yes okay i guess when you were saying that like one side is doing well i, I thought it was like like that they were on the same side of the fold i, I guess i was just like confused like, oh, why like, aren't they coming up oh no no but it's yeah, like they'd have to go across yeah, okay. they're, they're split okay so now we're introduced to a new location Ketterdam, which is an island off the coast of East Ravka, or I'm sorry, Western Ravka. God damn it. Can I interject and make hold, a, a complaint? Okay. I, am, I am sure that I'm saying East and West incorrectly. Okay. So just ignore so any, don't add us. Any, direct, any directional things I say, just completely ignore them. Can I make a comment? Yeah. I wish they had chosen a different font to tell you where they were. Okay. Because at the bottom, it would show you in like, it was like gold, like in like a very like, oh. di like, um, I don't know, fancy lettering. It looked that, cool. It looked cool, but I could, it was too small. And I honestly, in that, I get why they did it. It fit within the theme. Yeah. But in that case, I just want like bold white letters across the bottom to tell me exactly where we are. Like, or a. I, that that I found confusing because so, I'm like, oh, wait, I have to look down there now. Yes, it was a little bit small and fancy to actually be legible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're introduced to this guy, Kaz, who's like a casino owner slash crime boss. You know, like... You can tell because he's got a cool hat on. <laughs> and he's making like a... And a cane with a raven's face. head. Yeah. yeah. And he's working with this very skilled spy, Inej that apparently he bought from somewhere else, although he says he's just paying off her indentured servitude. Okay. And she has found out that someone is offering one million space bucks to cross the fold and bring something back. I don't remember the name of the actual money, so I just said space bucks. I was like, did you just say space bucks? <laughs> Kru uh, Kruger? Y yeah, it was something like that. It was like Kruger or Kru Kruger. Yeah. Yeah. Space um, bucks. <laughs> But they're questioning, like, why is this person spending so much to get across the fold? Like, what could possibly be worth that much? Mm -hmm. And we get a little bit of history, and they talk about how a century ago, people tried to tunnel under the fold, but something heard them. 
the you know literal monsters that live in there mm-hmm. and it was created a hundred years ago by this Gresham with shadow magic and so basically it's this like giant shadow yeah um and so only a sun summoner can stop it which is this you know uh mythical type of magic but they don't exist it's just like lore right at least not yet they say but they have to find a way to get through because they really want this job and they want to figure out what this Mm -hmm. mystery is but word is traveling fast and now their nemesis wants the job too and we meet him threatening some guy to use his heart render to get someone to talk they don't know who yet but they need they need a heart render which is apparently another power uh, and this guy ends up getting killed. Not not the nemesis, the guy who owns the next door casino. I don't know. Yeah. That, that was there the only was, time we saw that character. There was like a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of places. Uh, and now we're back with Alina and Mal. And they're in the mess hall getting food. And Alina gets sent to the back of the line for her heritage. Shuhan is the name of the country that she's from. Okay. And some guys like, get to the back of the line. You, you go last. And so she storms off and doesn't eat, mm-hmm. which Mal sees. And so he sneaks into a Gresham tent, which is apparently like, I don't know if it's not royalty, but just like very wealthy people. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what they were. Yeah. And at least some of them has powers because he goes into the tent and steals some grapes mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some almonds or something. And he's approached by this very flirtatious woman who basically wants to bone. Right. <laughs> Shadow and bone. <laughs> and... <laughs> She'll be on the voyage as well, but Mal, you know, declines her offer and runs off to find Alina. And we see that she has, I think, the ability to bend fire. She, like, puts out a candle with her, yeah, with her hand. Yeah, yeah. And so the next day... I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she just, like, no one saw it. She just, like, moved her hand and, like, some, like, sweeping motion and the candle went out. I'm like, okay. And she this face on, like, look what I can do. I'm like, you just... But you didn't bring him back here to have sex with you. You just blew out a candle. Well, she saved herself a couple steps. (laughs) It was so strange. It would have been cooler if someone saw it or it was like a surprise in some way. It was just like, I don't need this light on anymore. (laughs) Clap on. (laughs) And so the next day, the black general shows up, who we don't actually see in this episode. Um, But their captain, you know, tells everyone, all right, hurry up, pack your things up. And Alina springs into action because she really doesn't want Mal to go and die in the fold. And so she goes into the cartographer's tent. I guess she is a cartographer. Yeah. She goes into the tent and starts burning maps of the western side of the fold. I think that's actually right. I think it really is the western side. (laughs) (laughs) And so when her captain finds this out, he's, of course, upset. And she volunteers to cross and redraw the maps. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, you will go and your whole unit's going to go, too. So now she's gotten everyone into this mess. And so they're brought onto this skiff with like a big sail. Right. And Mal is not happy when he finds out that she's going to. Can I interrupt? Sure. So is the reason she wants to go across because she doesn't want to be without Mal? Because he's going? Yes. And But did she also just want to go anyway? Yeah, I mean, I think she did, but I think she did that so she could be with Mal specifically. Okay. Yeah. Because I at first I was like, is she in love with him? Which she is, but I couldn't figure out their relationship at first. Yeah, I think in this pilot, they're just best friends. They're they, best they've friends. They've been best friends since childhood and yeah. nothing has ever happened 
yet. So he's not happy, but there's no time to do anything. They're like already closing up whatever gate. Mm-hmm. And one of the magic users, you know, uses her powers to put wind in the sail and they're off through, through mm-hmm. the sand. And so they are approaching this just massive wall of shadow until they enter it and everything goes dark. And they're warned the only light should be this blue flame on the ship, this like little tiny blue yeah. flame. And so we hear monstrous noises moving throughout and there's lightning, but it's mostly dark. And eventually the blue flame goes out. I can't remember exactly what happened. I don't either. It wasn't clear. If it was just just like the wind or it just went out. Maybe, yeah. And so the captain of the skiff is like trying to relight it and some soldier lights a regular lamp. And so like, you know, everyone's freaking out, like put put that out. And as they're yelling at him, he like holds up the lamp and a giant dragon gargoyle like figure appears behind him mm-hmm. grabs him and carries him off and the lantern he's holding smashes against the ship and starts a bigger fire right so now there's a bunch of these creatures attacking picking off humans the magic users are trying to fight them off with fire but not really doing that well right uh one of alina's friends from her unit jumps off the side of the boat to try to escape and mal is picked up by one of these things and so he's like trying to struggle against it and like stabbing it in the leg. And Alina picks up one of the guns and shoots it. It drops Mal and she rushes to his aid, but like he's basically dying on the dock of the ship. Yeah. And he says he'll see her in the meadow, which we saw as flashbacks a couple times. Right. Like them right. lying in a meadow. And so she smiles at that, but is then picked up by one of these monsters. It grabs her shoulders and starts to pull her up as her and Mal are like grabbing onto each other's hands and they're not letting go. Mm-hmm. And as we see her like panicked face being pulled upward, her face just like lights up, like literally like starts to glow and light up. Right. And there was like this weird like bar or something going through her neck. Did you see that? There was like a line coming across her neck. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that was like important or if it was just kind of like a shadow of something else. Mm. But I mean, the main thing is that she's glowing. Right. Not this bar. (laughs) Well, maybe it's something. I don't know. I didn't notice that. Uh, eventually we see that on the other side of the fold in Western Ravka, the soldier who jumped overboard, Alina's friend, does make it through to the other side. Mm-hmm. He somehow gets there. And so now we cut back to the island with the cool criminals. And they've hired this heart render. So this is this is Kaz and his gang. They've hired this heart render before their nemesis could. And they get access to this merchant's estate where he eventually reveals he has this soldier hostage who got through the fold. So now it's revealed that this is actually happening after the events of Alina yes. and Mal. Yeah. Which I which didn't really matter that you didn't get it first, but now you kind of get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, as you're expl- going through this, it's so much is becoming clearer to me. Yeah. Because I was really confused about which side of the fold we were on, basically, or that... I basically thought the other side of the fold was just like a complete mystery, not realizing that the characters we were seeing were on two different sides of the fold oh. until the end. Oh, okay. I was I, I was like really confused about where we were. Okay. okay. But now it makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, even when he emerges, the other side of the fold looks kind of similar. Like it's very deserty. Yeah. Like right there. Yeah. And the rest of it is like normal like right. houses and businesses. and. Yeah. You see that they're clearly better off and right. wealthier and better dressed and everything else. Yeah. So anyway, this merchant has this soldier hostage. He like looks like shit. He's been beaten probably. He's tied up. And so Inej goes over to him and gives him water. And we see her a few times empathizing with, you know, the downtrodden mm-hmm. people that are being held against their will. 
but this guy won't talk or can't talk. He's just like had this shock yeah. <laughs> of running through the fold, almost dying. And so the heart render goes over and calms him down and we can hear his heart beat like really fast. And then as she talks to him and like touches his uh, wrists, his heartbeat slows down. And so he reveals what happened that he saw this person light up mm -hmm. and we see in the fold, Alina lighting up and like just light shoots out in all the different, different directions. Mm -hmm. And like the creatures either fly off or they dissipate when the light hits them. Right. And their boat ends up crashing back where it started in East Ravka. Mm -hmm. And so this merchant wants to know, like, what's the girl's name? Who is the sun summoner? And, you know, the guy's like hesitating to say Alina's name and give her up. Mm -hmm. um, but he's he's promised he'll be freed, which like you knew what that meant right away. Yeah. <laughs> and so he does tell it's Alina Starkov and blam, the merchant shoots him in the head. Now you're freed. Yeah. Which I saw coming. Uh, so now the merchant's like the people in this room are the only one that know on this side of the fold who right. the sun summoner is. And he tells them, find a way to get through the fold. Or I'll hire the other guy and you have until sunrise. He wants them to get through the fold by sunrise? He wants them to have a plan. Have a plan. Oh, okay. To leave at sunrise to get through the fold to find Alina Starkov. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, give me like a couple of days. He's like, you have till sunrise. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think that was, I think that was the last scene. I think that was the pilot yeah. to Shadow and Bone on Netflix. What did you think an hour after watching it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first impressions were that I thought it was really well done as far as, like you said before, production. Mm -hmm. I thought that the writing was decent and the performances and like all of that kind of stuff was, was good. Yeah. I thought that the storytelling itself was a little bit confusing for me, but I mean, th that just sometimes happens in pilots and you kind of have to like wait until the next, like, I feel like they're telling kind of a complex story and Trying to tell it in an interesting way is like, I, I don't know. Is there Was there a better way to do it? Maybe, but maybe it would have been long and drawn out. And maybe this was a way to like really get all that information. Like yeah. it was kind of interesting. It was just confusing. Yeah. Once I figured out what it was. So I don't think it's something that I'd be like, I don't know what's going on in this show at all. Like if I continued to watch it, it would probably become clearer now that I know. But But I say that. And I want everyone to understand how completely lost I was about where <laughs> everything was. But as you're explaining it now, having seen it, I'm picturing everything and I'm like, oh, okay. Right, right. So that was a little bit confusing. I would say that was a kind of a negative for me. The, the performances were fine. I mean, then there's like also uh, the chemistry between like the two main characters mm -hmm. was like not totally there for me oh i mean but i don't know if it's maybe because it's kind of unrequited i don't really know yeah i made a note that i actually liked the two of them or i <laughs> i liked the two of them together or at least didn't dislike them together yeah that that's that's Be fine because so often in these kinds of shows or i mean you know any show with a romantic mm -hmm. pairing right off the bat it's very seldom done well mm-hmm a lot of shows we've seen, you're like, where is the chemistry between these two characters? It's like yeah. not only non-existent, it's like sucking, you know, everything around it. Yeah. I, di <laughs> I didn't feel that way about this. Yeah. And I think I liked both of these characters like on their own. Yeah. Um, I just was like, 
again, it might just go back to me being like confused as to like what exactly was going on in that. Like I had trouble following like the first, I don't know, like 15 minutes or something. Mm. I also had to put the subtitles on because I found a lot of them, like a lot of, they were speaking really softly for a lot of things. So I, like once I put them on, I like was following it much clearer. You know, sometimes fantasy, we've talked about this, they're introducing you to a whole new world right everything in that world is different than what's in our world so like their money is called different things the (laughs) the countries they live in like all this stuff is different yes so you do have to kind of like accept that you're gonna be a little bit confused and you're gonna have to like take time to figure out what this all this stuff means right right and i I think they just you know assume that if they do a good job with the production of this pilot, people are going to continue to watch mm-hmm. and fill in the gaps of like where this country is in that country and what this means and who these people are. Yeah. I think, you know, throwing those things out and establishing them at some baseline level for the first episode was good. They focused more on the main characters. Yeah. So I think they did, they did a good job with that. And then like, you'll learn more as you need to about the world. Yeah. And like what I appreciate about how they did it, even though I was confused, like, is that it wasn't just like all exposition, which like is so terrible and bad in a lot of these like fantasy shows that yeah. we see. And like, I I don't know why I keep thinking of this. Why this keeps coming into my head. But like, remember Vagrant Queen <laughs> and how bad that was. I'm not I'm not like comparing the two as if like they're like Let's. the same. <laughs> but like that was bad. Like every single like the writing was terrible. Everything they explained like. Like, they just had throwaway lines and stuff that made no sense. Like, this was much better yeah. at developing all of, like, and establishing all of that stuff. It just took me a minute. That's all. All that being said, like, like all in all, I did not dislike it. It's... Did you like it? I, I think. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Like, I wasn't 100% sure when I stopped watching it. Like, once it ended. Okay, okay. Like, after talking about it, and, like, now these things are clearer, like, I might be more interested to watch another one. But, like, I'm not sure if I'm, like, super invested in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, sure. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, up until an hour ago, you hadn't even seen any of it, so it's tough to be invested by this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, you know, some shows you're like, oh, I gotta keep watching. Sure, that. sure. You know? <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought... You know, everything we already talked about, the production was really good. Yeah. Um, You know, Netflix spends an okay amount on a lot of their shows, but I think they had a pretty pretty big budget for this one. Mm -hmm. And it looked really good. Yeah. Which, you know, you need to if you're going to go into a giant shadow Yeah, like, don't do that. And, like, have monsters and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So the production was really good. I thought... I, I mean, I don't know if any of the actors were, like, blow my mind standouts in this first episode. Right. But I thought everyone was good. Everyone was competent. And Mm -hmm. I never thought about like a bad actor in the show. Right. You know, you know, as we've discussed and I noted, like there was a lot of world building and history and geography thrown at you, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit too much, but at the same time, what they did was well done. Yes. And even though I was a little bit confused, it was also intriguing to me because it was so well done. Like, okay, they are establishing a world here right you know there's a lot going on but eventually we're going to find out all about these different relationships between the countries and this magic and the history of what's going on so i did find that intriguing 
And then, you know, they just introduced like little bits of lore here and there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about a hundred years ago when someone tried to tunnel under the Malalina lovey dovey stuff, you know, it's fine. I thought maybe it was like a little bit rushed to do that right away. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I didn't think they had a lack of chemistry. I thought there was something there. Yeah. You Plus, know, I mean, that was also part of her motivation for going. So I guess they did kind of have to establish that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, maybe my expectations are so low for, like, teen romance, drama, whatever, mm-hmm. that I was expecting it to be bad, but it wasn't. Right. So right. Even, even if it wasn't like, oh, my God, I need to see them kiss. Right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't quite to that level for me. Well, I just, but, like, didn't... I mean, like, at first I was like, wait, are they brother and sister or... Are they in love? Like, so yeah. I just... The very first scene, I thought they were brother and sister yeah. as kids. But then you quickly realize that yeah. he's just friends. Um, you know, even though, you know, some of it was not stereotypical, but like, you know, this guy has a... The criminal Kaz has like a cool hat and a cane with a bird on it. <laughs> but like, I did think him and his crew were like, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, the, the, the assortment of those guys. Yeah. It didn't annoy me. Like, yeah. he was kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I rolled my eyes like a little bit at him, but like, <laughs> it, it, it. You're right. It was like kind of a neat crew. Like I'm kind of interested in them. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and you know, even though, you know, they say that the two leads are teens in the in the show. There's, I think they're supposed to be like 17 years old. They're actually like in their mid 20s, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't have a cheesy teen feel at all. E- even right. though, even yeah, the romantic no, stuff felt like very adult and like well done. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, at least so far. So I'm intrigued and I'm going to continue to watch. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of promise. I thought the pilot was well done. So my fingers are crossed that this is actually going to be like a really cool, like epic fantasy series. Okay. So you're, you're going to continue to watch. So I, maybe I'll go ahead and watch the second episode with you. And I think I could make like a better decision after that. Mm, okay. I also think, like, if we had watched this together, we watched this separately, like, I probably would have stopped and, like, asked you a bunch of questions, like, as soon as it, we finished watching it. Mm. Um, and so, because we didn't do that, and, like, I'm recording right after I saw it. Like, it, it's really just kind of, like, still, I'm still processing it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I really didn't, like, know what to expect from it at all. So, like, I'm kind of, like, impressed with yeah, what yeah. I saw. So I mean, you know, I, I'm mostly joking when I say this, but like, our bar is pretty low for a fantasy series and Netflix series because we've seen so much crap yeah. on both. And this delivered, I think, on both of those fronts: a fantasy Netflix series that was actually well done, well acted, well written. Mm-hmm. None of the dialogue felt cheesy. The production value was really good. So I'm hoping it lives up to that first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Shadow and Bone will get a second season on Netflix? I'm going to say probably yes, because it's based on a like fantasy series already, yeah. like a book. So, Well, I don't know if that means Netflix wouldn't just randomly pull the plug. Yeah, but I mean, that's my best guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it will. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, again, based on the pilot, I think it was pretty good and I think people are going to like it. Yeah. So would you recommend Shadow and Bone? Yeah, I think I would. I would recommend it if you like A, you're into fantasy or B, like if you're kind of like into this like YA fantasy thing. Like, I, I yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this will be popular because I, I think it does fit that YA kind of mm-hmm. market. But it also 
fits people that are uh, older than that and aren't necessarily into YA stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it works on both levels because yeah. I'm not really into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I often roll my eyes at like teen shows yeah. like that, which is like part of the reason why like the Winx saga on Netflix we didn't watch because I just heard it was just like such mm-hmm. cheesy, sappy YA stuff. Apologies for anyone that <laughs> enjoys that show. I haven't mm-hmm. actually seen it. But I think you can enjoy it on both levels. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it veers too much into either territory. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm curious, like what the books would have been like, because uh, I read and enjoyed Hunger Games. I think you read a couple of those too. I don't know if you ever finished the series. I did not. I think I only read the first one. And I enjoyed those books, but like then the movies, I didn't really get into the whole like fandom of the movies. Like I think I saw one of them, and it's like okay, but yeah, to me it became like so much more about like the actors then. And I wasn't as interested in that. Right. You right. know? Yeah. Same, the same thing happens with Twilight. Like, I read and enjoyed the Twilight novel and novels. And then, like, once I think I saw, like, two of the movies. And then I just became less interested because maybe, I don't know. I'm unpacking something here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes, like, a little bit less interesting when it when it's more, like, becomes about, like, the fandom of these like actors and people seeing them as their characters. Sure. But I'm not into like fandom things. Like, I don't mean that as an insult. I'm just like, not. I don't really get into yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend it. I, I think if you're into fantasy, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then even if you are just looking for like a big grandiose series, I think this might fit that. Yeah. You know, I think like game of Thrones, was a fantasy show with magic and yeah. zombies and dragons and all kinds of weird shit that became one of the most popular shows of all time. A lot right. of people that weren't into that beforehand became Game of yeah. Thrones fans. And I think this could be that kind of show. Yeah. You know, it's obviously I, way early to say that it will be that big, but Yeah. I hesitated to bring up Game of Thrones before only because it's like, you know, Game of Thrones was, you know, one of the best series that we watched. You know, well, it was the first so half, like anyway. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was just so good. But I guess in my mind, I kept thinking about it because I kept comparing. It was like that that is like how I watched fantasy. I didn't watch any fantasy before Game of Thrones. Right. So I was kind of comparing it to it in my mind because I kept thinking like, wow, the production of this is really good. Is it HBO level Game of Thrones? No, but like I thought that all of it, like nothing looked cheesy to me. I thought that they like were pretty like careful about everything that they were doing and how they were like establishing, you know, now that I understand (laughs) what was where, um, you know, like the camps set up and all that stuff. Like I, I felt like it was, and, and the fact that the writing and the performances were also decent. It was like, you could draw that comparison without me being like, oh, this is going to be the next Game of Thrones. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily know that. I just think it was it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a somewhat natural comparison to make. Yeah. You know, these grand epic fantasy series yeah. books that are being turned into a show. Game of Thrones is another pilot that throws a lot at you. I mean, That's there are true, yeah. so many characters, more than this show even. More characters established, more locations established in the pilot episode. Yeah. 
that you know a lot of people complained about during the first season like i can't keep track of yeah all this stuff. oh my dad would ever knew well, <laughs> and he watched that whole thing but he like never knew who anybody was he didn't know where they were he always he would always ask remember we would go over on monday nights for dinner over there and he <laughs> always had questions he'd be like bill where are these people Game marching thrones where are they're always just marching everywhere marching. <laughs> <laughs> but but he still watched it because it was still good. Yeah. You know? Like- and I mean, yeah, that that was the point I was getting to is because it was overwhelming, but it was done so well. You yeah. didn't care because you knew like they were going to teach you these things about yeah. the locations and the familial relationships and all this other stuff. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think. Hmm. All right. Let's go watch episode two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill, you're going to have to help me out with the hashtag, but it's been a while. Since we've done, we're just a couple of dopes on a podcast. Oh, you're talking about our famous segment, we're just a couple of dopes who watch TV, but there's also important stuff happening in the world? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go back and... (laughs) 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 The the Instagram post that I had up didn't have the hashtag. So, (laughs) (laughs) If you want to go back and check out our other posts where we highlight some important nonprofits doing important work, you can follow hashtag WJCDWWTVBTAISHW. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) All right, what do you got? There it is. Okay, well, so April is, or, you know, has been Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so we are highlighting this month um, Prevent Child Abuse America, which happened to be the um, philanthropy of Sigma Delta Tau, which was my sorority. And so that's where all of our efforts of philanthropy would go towards. Um, And so we always had like a big month in April of like fundraising and tables. And we had like our big event always went to our big like um, show event that we would do. Mm. Fundraiser would always go to that. And so I just wanted to highlight that. I have a good friend who is a social worker um, helping prevent child abuse as well and so it's just something that's uh i think is important to continue to talk about and so we will link prevent child abuse america uh in our in our social media cool so you guys can go and make a donation um and read about all the the great work that they're doing all right anything else about shadow and bone no last call i mean let's (laughs) Let's go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And I already did the stuff where I tell you about subscribing and reviewing. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and I did not yet thank the Beats for providing our theme music. So I'm going to do that right now. Okay, go ahead. Um, And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Watch it.